Get your films on with the Blurs. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. Unpacking movies has never been more spot on, woke, fire, and just plain lit. They are lit all the time. So if you're unsure whether or not to plop down some cash for a film, check out the Blurs. When a man with a 45 meets a man with a rifle, the man with a pistol is a dead man. Rondo's got what plants crazy. It's got electrolytes. You really only need to hang mean bastards. But mean bastards, you need to hang. Don't say you weren't warned. Ridiculous. Here's Brandon and Jeff. Hello and welcome to episode, what are we, 109? Yeah. One, oh, 109 of the Film Blurs. I'm, uh, I'm your co-host, Jeff Stewart, a.k.a. What's my a.k.a. today? Uh, we'll go with uh, Uncle Jeffrey today. Uh, and I'm joined here, as always, with my friend and co-host hi i'm brandon norwood aka hero protagonist let's get into some disney news our good friends at disney are bleeding subscribers according to variety 1.3 million subscribers in this first quarter by the way we're like still not even close to being done because i think like the first quarter ends like at the end of february that first quarter is in april nah i think the first quarter think the first quarter ends in february and then like march to may's second quarter gotcha i mean look i literally haven't turned on disney plus in about a month i don't even know why you ain't watching percy jackson i'm not like i gotta catch up on i gotta do percy jackson i gotta do what if and that's and then there's nothing else there for me yeah i know because they just announced today that percy jackson got renewed i was like good because uh Y'all spent wait. That is the most polished show they have. Right. But like everything else I've already seen or I have no interest in. So why am I paying whatever I pay a month for this bullshit? And so I get why people are jumping shit. Well, on some more Disney news, apparently the all this is coming out because yesterday was a big shareholders meeting. And Bob Iger also announced that Disney uh, uh, Marvel will not be putting out as much. He's like, I am hands on now and making sure that they focus on quality characters and less content across the board. I mean, yeah. I mean, this has been in the wind for a while and he's said this before, but I guess this is the first time he's saying it to like the shareholders. But we've talked at nauseum about how superhero overload and has backfired on people. You know, it's backfired on the studios. I have no interest in anything Marvel related at this point. You know, like like, the only thing I'm I'm looking forward to is fucking Deadpool three, which is sad because I think the first Deadpool movies are okay. And then like I was tired of X-Men. Now I'm like, oh, I'm excited for X-Men just because they're going to finally get to be the fucking X-Men. Right. Right. And here's the thing with like, I don't even consider Deadpool marvel even though it is but it just seems like it's its own thing i just think it's cool that we finally what what it took 30 years to get hugh jackman in the yellow uniform and then not only that a leaked picture leaked out where he's gonna have the mask too at a point and at a certain point he'll actually wear the brown suit i was just like dog y'all took too long to get here like yo if if y'all give if the rumors are true and the og cast is back and they right. all have their comics accurate uniforms. It's just gonna make people mad because then they're gonna be like, "Yo, why the fuck are we getting this shit now?" When y'all about to like 
literally replace all these niggas. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't. It actually, it doesn't seem like fan service, like uh, multiverse of madness. This seems uh, like it's going to be a tongue in cheek sort of callback, and it's going to be smart. It's going to work with the story. So yeah, I'm excited for Deadpool three. But that's yeah, that's it. Not, that's it. That's it. I was so looking forward to Black Black Captain America until they're like, yeah, we were shooting half the fucking movie. I think they said seventy percent. Seventy fucking percent. <laughs> You might as well just go the extra 30 and, like, make it like, reshoot the whole entire fucking movie. Like, at that point. Like, they had to fucking change the title from Brave New World to, um, from New World Order to Brave New World. And I'm just like, yo, y'all, y'all are getting too, little too scared. Yeah. Was, oh, dumb was, shit. But, yeah. you know, the fact that they're, like, they have overhauled Daredevil completely, are, let's just say they're shooting another movie for Captain America. Uh, who knows what the fuck's good with Blade at this point? <laughs> is is, uh, is, is Mahershala still even involved? Like, like he was ready to jump ship after they went through like the 18th director. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fantastic Four. They still haven't announced that shit, even though we all know who the Fantastic Four is. Like the fact we all know before they even announced the shit, just because uh, that's going through its 20th. Script, <laughs> script, <laughs> oh, so, so. and yo, I'm gonna be real, bro. I like this is it for Fantastic Four. So if they fuck this up, like then that's it. That, that's like a wrap. This will be like the third iteration, right? Well, yeah. fourth if you, if fourth. you count Corman. Roger Corman, yeah, yeah. So, so this is it, bro. Yeah, I mean, if they can't get it right uh, this time, just give up the ghost. And and here's my thing. I would have a lot more faith in it if it wasn't Adam Shankman. Like, yo, listen, no offense, but you don't get Adam Shankman to do like Marvel's first family. Like everybody, even little fucking kids know Fantastic Four. Like, right. yo, yo, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what was I mean, what was Shankman's last good movie? I don't know, but he the only reason he got this was because of WandaVision. Wait, didn't he do Free Guy? No, that's uh Sean Levy. Sean Levy. Or oh Levy. yeah, okay. They're 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 interchangeable to me, but yeah. I feel like Sean Levy's uh much better than uh, Adam Shankman. I mean, yes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that now. One hundred percent. Like if Sean Le- Sean Levy got announced as the director of Fantastic Four, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get fine. it, and it'll probably be fine. I, I wouldn't right. be too worried. I'm like Adam Shankman, dog. I mean, I mean, he's no Tim Story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. No. All right. And then uh, the last piece of Disney news, it was Bob Iger dropped that prize to everybody. Like, yeah, we've been working on Moana 2 in secret and it's coming out Thanksgiving. Surprise. Couldn't y'all do that with like one of your like Moana's fine. Like I I'm I don't love it as much as other people, but like y'all couldn't have done this with like something that would get like the engines going, like, oh, Incredibles 3. Uh, fucking Zootopia two, you know I something. Mean, I mean, it's the hit factory at this point. Um, so I, I was surprised there hasn't been uh two sequels for Moana, a TV show tie-in, and all a video game, and all that shit. But uh, I mean, good for them. Aren't they working on a live-action Moana? Yeah. What- yeah, and they keep begging a uh, homegirl to come back and play Moana. I'm like, yeah, she looks like her, but like, also, she said no. She's like, yeah, I, I don't want to do that shit. I get it. I co- I yeah. completely get it. Yeah, yeah. The Rock, he, the Rock, though, he's like, I'm gonna cash that fucking check. 
Well, you mean one hundred percent? Like the the Rock loves money, and the Rock and the Rock needs uh, some hits. Yeah, he needs he needs to rub my people. He's a star again. Oh boy! All right, and then uh, moving on, uh, let's get into some really cool news. Uh, twenty eight years later, this is going to launch a new trilogy. Danny Boyle is back directing the first installment. Andrew Garland's going to be writing all three, and they're going to be producers on all three. Danny Boyle, Alex Garland, and Killian Murphy is returning as a producer, and he may star as Jim again. I hope he does star in it. Because if yeah. he doesn't, then we got to follow some other fucking dickhead, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I may be one of the few people who actually like 28 Weeks Later. Yeah. Um, yo, listen, you know what this was originally supposed to be? This was originally supposed to be 28 months later, but it's right. just the fact that they took so fucking long. They had to rename it 28 years. Right, right. Um, And for all we know, they might do a, a prequel after this of the 28 months. But still, uh, he introduced, you know, Danny Boyle introduced Fast Zombies, you know? Yeah, he changed the game on that one. Yeah, and those motherfuckers uh, are terrifying. <laughs> and like twenty eight days later is an amazing feat when it comes to storytelling in the zombie uh, genre, but also it, it's some real indie shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, like fucking getting prostitutes to close down uh, a fucking street <laughs> so we can uh, so we can film during the middle of the day. Yeah, like I'm feeling this. I'm excited for it. I mean, I love how it looks, too. Like, I usually don't like shit shot on video, but it just adds to, like, the grunginess and the dirtiness of that fucking movie. Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, him shoot, like, I think he shot on a Canon DVX or something like that. The sales of that camera went through the roof when he uh, when he shot that shit. That's wild. Yo, shout out to Danny Boyle, because that's one only time I like digital video. Like, I hate when Michael Mann uses it. I'm like, dog. I'm gonna do this shit. I mean, it, it grew on me when he uh, when he used it for Collateral. Uh, <laughs> I I don't think he should have used it for Miami Vice. Yeah. And what was that? What was that other fucking the uh, Public Enemies made no Public sense. Enemies. I was like, yo, yeah. this is a period movie. Shoot this shit on film. Right. One hundred percent. Like, and even digital cameras. I remember Fincher started getting the digital photography same time as Michael Mann, and I remember everybody's like, bro, why does fincher's movies look like movies and yours look like video like everybody's kept telling him like stop using the thompson viper and even even uh fincher was like yeah i don't know why he's using that camera and he still uses it i'm like yo who shoot you're the only person shooting on this fucking camera this camera that i'm pretty sure they stopped making because nobody likes it yeah, because parts uh, of Miami, uh, not Miami Vice, Tokyo uh, Vice looks like that. Yo, I just saw the Tokyo Vice drop today. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, you know, we gonna talk about that shit next week. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's buddy. the one thing I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna watch before I pass out. That's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah, but yo, yeah, we'll stop shooting on that fucking camera. Yeah, the Thompson like, Viper. Yeah, it's I I. I've never even seen a Thompson Viper. I don't even know what it fucking looks like. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but yeah, uh, I hope. I hope. Uh, what? What was the camera, Jeff? What was that? I hope. What was the camera called? 
Uh, I think it was a, I know it was a Canon. I think it was a G, like a, a, a DV one, right, or so yeah. a, a GX one, GL one, or something like that. So I hope I hope Danny goes back to this camera, and uh, Alex Garland does the same thing. Man, he's no, busy. Canon, Canon XL two. Okay, XL two. Yeah, we got. Fuck, Alex Garland's busy because Civil War is coming out. Just announced another movie that he's co-directing with someone. It's going to be a futuristic war movie. He's doing this shit. I'm like, yo, this dude. I'm like, nigga, you just did another movie last year or the year before. And during the pandemic, you dropped a whole ass TV show. Stay working, man. Look, like, yo, I appreciate that. So fucking God stay working. Damn. God damn. And it is all high concept. I'm like, yo, how does this nigga keep getting these like greenlit? Because you know me, I'm a sucker for high concept shit. Oh shit! Uh, I, I'm fucking. I, I I don't know. He's got. He's he's blessed somewhere. He's fucking blessed somewhere. I'm saying, man. I'm saying. I gotta. I gotta dig into his head to see if I could get some high concept shit greenlit. <laughs> where people walk out and was like, I don't know what about that. I was yeah. like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm sitting in the back like masterpiece. <laughs> All right. Uh, and before we move off of news, uh, Friday night in L.A., motherfucking Letterbox shut down the City Walk IMAX in Universal City. That's a seven story screen. Uh, we got the eight story one out here. They got seven out there. Fuck you, L.A. Uh <laughs> Yeah, they shut down, Letterbox shut down that uh, IMAX to do a whole ass screening of Tenant in IMAX 70 millimeter. And they got to see five minutes of Doom Part 2 in IMAX 70. And then after the movie, Denny Villeneuve comes out and introduces Christopher Nolan as the most important filmmaker of our generation. And they do a whole ass uh, 35 minute Q&A. 35 minutes holy shit that's a long ass time i watched some of it on uh youtube because not all of it's up on there right 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 um i think they should do a buddy cop film together starring them like they're like they're best friends now clearly clearly because uh the associated press they were there and Lindsay barr of the associated press did a whole ass interview with them and I was just like, yo, the way they they kept calling each other my friend, like they were like, listen, I think I think like this, my friend. He's like, well, with respect, my friend. I was just like, damn. All right. I told y'all I, niggas last episode, they the same director. Like, I don't know. I think Denny's next movie, just have Nolan produce it. And then Nolan, whatever you make next, just bring Denny on as a producer. I mean, I mean, I. Their Probably wives not. both produce both of their movies. You know what I mean? Their their right. their wives are their producers. So like at this point, they're basically the same fucking filmmaker. Yeah. For for all we know, like there's some secret project that's just gonna pop up. You know. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm glad. I, I'm happy when creatives in the same lane with the same sort of, not aesthetic, but sort of energy connect yeah. yeah you know yeah like I, 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 lo- I love a bromance um it's very clear now that the pandemic's over and people are seeing it again in theaters people have been reevaluating tenant myself included uh 
that's going to be later. And just hearing him and everybody talk about the movie during this Q&A, uh, it's crazy how the concept came about. The concept came about from uh, Memento. He's like, Memento opens with a bullet traveling out of a wall through a man's skull back into a gun with a dude standing over him in a suit. And he's right. like, you know, believe it or not, you all know I've been playing with time and I love noir. That's why all my guys wear suits. That's why I wear suits. He's like, I'm a noir guy. Like all my movies, right. he's like, even Oppenheimer at points is a noir. He's like, uh, I, uh, that he said that stood with, stayed with him. Like, what if I could do a spy movie from like, not, not, not like, you know, he loves Bond. He said he loves Bond. Right. But he wanted to draw it from like the feeling and the memory he had of watching those movies rather than make a Bond movie. And yeah, he was just it. like, you know, the first the first thing I thought of was moving backwards because of Memento, but also because that was very much the first special effect in film film. It was always 24 frames per second going forward. And then even at the beginning of film, when they started playing things backwards for effects, I was just like. Well, how could we do that with an action movie where it's about a man who needs to travel backwards in time to prevent annihilation from the future? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, we're 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 gonna do a special. You know, we talked about it. We're gonna do a special episode on Tenet, but I'm actually looking forward to reevaluating that movie because I've been uh, I've been on a kick lately going back and watching movies that I hated the first time. All right. And I get, you know, and with, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. you know? And you know what, man? He even said, he's like, my goal for this movie was just to make a big entertaining blockbuster. He's right. like, and I feel like I did that. He's like, and the room clapped. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's a, I understand the movie now, right? Mm. And I get why everybody's like, fuck it after the first time, just because it, it's it is convoluted. Like, let's be real. Right. It is convoluted. And parts of it are opaque on purpose when it doesn't need to be, especially when you just break it down and what they're saying. I'm like, oh, OK, fine. Uh, it is an entertaining movie and it is cool. Like, I rewatched it recently because I was just I, I wanted to watch it before we see it in IMAX again. Uh it is wild that the whole thing kicks off with an inverted bullet. And then by the time we get to like the end of the movie, I was like, yo, there's a fucking boat going backwards. It is like they've made it hard. Like, yo, this technology is hard to get, hard to use. It's built in the future and we're using it now just so no, it doesn't get in the wrong hands, which is the point of the whole movie. It's like, yo, we got to get this shit from this Russian oligarch because this nigga's is going to destroy the world. And it's right. crazy, like, they have trouble inverting themselves, like, human beings. And then by the end of the movie, they inverted a boat and then have a fucking a pincer movement where one's inverted and one's going forward. And you watch that shit, you're just like, this is wild. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, when I first watched the movie, it was the third act action scene, like, the, the, the climax. Yeah. That was the only thing that I liked about it. Right. So like I'm looking forward to like like I said, coming back with fresh eyes. It, it, eyes. it is wild how that movie just builds and builds, right? Like he starts off with, with a bullet 
And then the discovery is, oh, shit. Because, you know, when they go into the Freeport, which I like, like, my man's just expecting to find the plutonium. And instead, they find a turnstile with a man who jumps out backwards. And you have this whole fight where this nigga's fighting him backwards. He's like, yo, what in the fuck just happened? He's just like, you chased the dude down. I fought a dude who was going backwards. I was here. I thought we were going to find plutonium. What the fuck is this? Right. And the movie, I love how I realized, like, since the protagonist is the main character, you see the movie through his eyes and he's confused (laughs) the whole time, too. So So every time he discovers something, you're also just like, oh, okay. I also like that, you know, watching it again, Priya does call out uh, the protagonist. He's like, yo, where he goes, wow, you use me. He, she's like, yo, you use Kat and her son. I was like, yo. Because once that nigga realizes halfway through the movie, he's like, oh, shit, I, I, I fucked up by putting her right in the middle of this shit. <laughs> you see that? Yes. That's why I like John David's performance, because it's all in the eyes. Like, you can see the turns in his eyes when he learns something new or when he realizes he fucked up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to to seeing it again. You know what I'm saying? Like uh to 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 really appreciate it. Yo, let's get it. Let's get a sequel. Just don't make it unnecessarily opaque cuz we're going to me and Jeff when we do our episode, it's probably going to be long cuz we're going to go in scene by scene to explain the shit cuz it's right. very honestly, it's very simple. It's just it's fucking needlessly opaque at times. And uh speaking of, there uh, uh, Colbert just uploaded a YouTube video uh, just this morning of him interviewing Nolan. And in the interview, uh, he goes, can you tell me what Tenet is about? And he's just like, no. He's like, you're not supposed <laughs> to understand it. Like, that's why I have the whole line in there. Don't try to understand it. Feel it. I want you to feel it the first time and enjoy it as a spy movie. And then the second time, it's designed for you to watch it the second and third time and then understand it then. I was like, oh, yeah. All well, right, all okay. Right, fair. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, halfway through the Q&A, it switched over to Doom Part 2. And uh, Nolan straight up said uh, Part 1 was our generation's uh, Star Wars. And then Part 2 is the next generation's uh, Empire Strikes Back. And I'm like, that's fucking bold ass words, bro. You know what? But it's kind of proven. It really is. I you mean, know, I mean, at least, at least, at least, we'll start with the Star Wars analogy. I mean, I, and from the looks of part two, yeah. I mean, look, you knew how long I was looking forward to the first one, just because, like, the foundation of everything you love in sci-fi and fantasy came from Dune. Like, Star Wars wouldn't exist because of Dune. So to hear that, Danny Villeneuve, the dude who made the fucking movie that fucking uh it's an action movie that says yo fuck the u.s government and the war on drugs sucks made a movie about linguistics that's an art house movie that like played like a blockbuster made a sequel to one of the most storied and watershed movies from a legendary director and made it a better movie than the original you know what i'm saying like the that dude was doing dune I was expecting it to be good, but I wasn't expecting it to be what it was. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean... Because they said for the longest time, Dune was undaptable, unadaptable. And he adapted it. I mean, you know, we're, we're counting down. Counting down the days. 
Yeah. All right. So, Jeff, what have you watched lately? What are you watching? All right. Uh, it's it's going to be a short list for me. Uh, let's start with uh, Griselda on Netflix. Oh, I love I love her story. I haven't watched uh, it. How is it? I just love her story. It's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, it's you know same producers as uh you know Narcos you know and Narcos Mexico, and it's if you know the Griselda Blanco story, uh, then you're gonna love this. If you don't know the Griselda Blanco story, you're not American. Uh, I mean, every American she, knows Griselda, right? I mean, uh, go go and watch the Cocaine Cowboys documentaries. They're 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 about to leave. HBO Max. Oh, shit, um, for real? Yeah, I think so. They're leaving one of those services. God damn it, man. But it's uh, it's it's slick. It's fun. It's heartfelt. It it's they they Netflix put money into this, right? Uh, and it and it, and it shows. And uh, what's her Sophia, whatever her name is, Vergara. Vergara. I've never seen her act before. Right? She's always been eye candy or the set piece on uh or the butt of the joke on that fucking show uh yeah yeah the Mo- sitcom. modern family yeah yeah wait what, what was the name of it modern family okay which is not a bad show but it didn't show her acting range she is an actress dude she fucking kills this role yeah yeah and i thought they put a prosthetic nose on her uh, to make her look like Griselda. No, that's just all makeup and a set of fake teeth. And look, it doesn't take much to make a pretty bitch ugly. <laughs> Yo, I mean, know? monster, right? Like they had to do some work uh, on monster uh, on her, and it's still Charlize Theron. But uh, also a you know, hard gr- movie to watch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, Griselda Blanco in in this. You know, Sofia Vergara. She's not ugly but she's not as pretty as you as as you uh know her as and it's all just makeup and fake teeth it's like god damn i mean the the real griselda was never a beautiful woman to begin with right but she yo but she got dick though like she was she yeah was, i know she has like five six kids right 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 uh but yeah griselda if you love narcos if you love narcos mexico uh it's it's worth a watch I think I'm six episodes in. I haven't finished it yet. I'm not even sure. I'm not sure if they're going to close out her story or if we're going to get a second season. Uh, oh, yeah, real quick, I've... before you go on, I just want to say yeah. shout out to Griselda Records and Griselda the Rap Group on Griselda Records. There you go. There you go. Best thing to come out of uh, uh, Buffalo, New York since, since Buffalo, Buffalo Wings. Wings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on from that, uh, Culprits, it's another TV show on on hulu it's fine it's a slick british gangster film or not film a tv show uh that tells the story of a a criminal who escapes his past sets up in america starts a family and shit like that and then that family's threatened, and then all the episodes show us what led up to this, and blah 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 blah. It's it's okay. It's fine. Uh, if you if you love stylish British gangster shit, 
you, you'll 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 like this enough, but it's utterly forgettable. Hey, can I ask you a question? Sure. And you're talking about uh, gangster British shit. Have you watched The Kitchen? I want to watch The Kitchen. Like right, that's yeah, next you, on my list. Let, let me know how that is because I love Daniel Kula, but not right. enough to get Netflix. What, yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Uh, I hear good things about it. It's uh, it's on my list for this weekend. It's just I've been so busy this week, so I've been being able to watch a whole bunch of shit. Uh, moving on from that and TV, we'll probably talk about this together. But curbed. Yeah, nigga, uh, that shit was hilarious. You know, Larry David's back, man. Larry, like he never went anywhere. Honestly, um, I can't wait to see what they do with this final season. But if this we first episode, is, let's put that in quotes. Well, yeah, fine. Yeah, because you know well, he was supposed to go to Paris, and that was the final episode. That was what season nine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Look, give him five years. Give him four or five years. Yeah, he'll get bored. He'll get bored and come back. Uh, but if this episode is any indication. Uh, this this is this season's gonna be a wild ride. I mean, he he was just in the headlines for choking out Elmo, and even I was like, "Yo, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Dog, you don't choke out Elmo. Choked out Elmo on live TV." I was like, "Bro, what are you doing?" And even Al hey, Roker's like, "Larry, what?" Uh, he he has become the character that he created. <laughs> like he is now curb your enthusiasm. Larry David. And I Yo, because he got on and it was time for his interview and the reviewer, uh, the, the dude who was interviewing was like, what was up with that? And he's just like, I don't care. I'll do it again. And somebody had to do it. I was like, who wants to choke out Elmo, dog? Fucking Larry David, because Larry David is an angry old man and I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> oh, shit. Alright, so Curb Your Enthusiasm? Fucking, yeah. I mean, you you know you know like if you know curb you know what this is you know what i'm saying right there's nothing more to say uh moving on from that i finally watched american fiction and i absolutely love this fucking film um the tra- the trailer really doesn't do the movie justice because you know, the trailer makes it seem like it's all about him writing this fake book or that like creating this fake character and it's really that is a that is a small part of this hilarious family drama and dynamic it's 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 great filmmaking it's hilarious poignant it's touching it's surprising i'm not going to be mad if jeffrey wright or sterling k brown win their respective uh oscars this year you know because they fucking the two of them killed it i want to watch more adventures of these two guys playing brothers moving on from that i rewatched booty call because it was just on hbo oh man that movie's funny shit it's funny but it's mad problematic yes yes the 90s were fucking different like you could not you could not get away with a quarter of this shit that they fucking pulled. I mean, dog, in this movie, you can't even do uh, uh, what's the one video? Not the next episode. Uh, it was off the Chronic. Uh, I don't even know what videos were on the Chronic. It's like this and like that and like this and uh, is that video? Anyway, my point being, right. there's one point in the video where they're playing volleyball and the dude rips off the uh, chick's bra and runs away laughing. And I'm just like, yeah, you couldn't, you can't do that shit today. Right. 
had a the little kid, out. a little fucking three year old kid, like checking out a lady up and down. The night the nineties were fucking different. Yeah, man. The fucking <laughs> like yo, yeah. Even I was even I'm like yo, nah, nah, chill, y'all, y'all chill. Right, like that's right. I was like, I felt bad laughing at some of the shit in booty calls. Like, ooh, yeah, that didn't hold up well. Yeah, did not hold up well at all. Oh shit. Uh, so yeah, booty call. It's it's on HBO Max. It's a thing. <laughs> like if you if you want a perfect encap- uh, a, a, a encapsulation of what it was like to be black in the nineties, that's not the movie to watch. But you, you watch see, the Wayne Brothers. I was I rewatched the Wayne's Brothers too. That that I shit. See. It's it, it's not as problematic, but it's still yeah, but it's, it's still, still fucking rough. funny as shit too. It's, yeah, yeah. It's funny like, as shit. Being black in the nineties to me is the Wayne's Brothers. Oh shit! But yeah, booty call. If you haven't watched it, you uh, you you owe it to yourself to see where Jamie Fox came from. How Jamie Fox became Jamie Fox. <laughs> remember that nigga had a fucking sitcom too. Yeah, what was the, the, Bell, no, the bellhop or some shit like that? Yeah, that shit was funny too. <laughs> yeah, that's when they gave like, "Are you black? Were you on Living Color? Here's a show." Oh, oh my shit. god! Let's go All back right. to that shit. <laughs> uh, they changed the song though. They lost the rights to the song. What in the Wayne's Brothers? The Wayne's Brothers. Yeah, they were. It was. It was the Tribe it, uh, Electric right. Relaxation for like the first three seasons, and then the rest of the show was just some generic ass hip hop. Yeah, but like, like even even in a, like, but now the first three seasons they lost the rights. Oh so what? It, yeah, yeah. You, just the same, they did the same thing with uh, Married with Children, like Love and Marriage. Like oh, they, they, you fuck. can't. Like if you watch reruns of Love and Marriage of of uh uh Married with Children now, it's some it sounds just like uh Love and Marriage, but it's not. Yo, you see, and that's what kills the joke is because that's what made watching that title credits was hearing a tribe right. call quest while an old lady gets hit by a bus. Yeah, so <laughs> yo, that shit still cracks me up. She just go hit back by and a bus, so... lands on it's, the bench, and just brushes herself off. It's on HBO Max, man. Check it out. Uh, As they sit in the back of the bus, waving, smiling. Yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, like, it was five seasons. I'm on season three right now. Holy oh, shit! Uh, oh so, shit! And my uh, my last movie, uh, my you know, my last watch is Guy Ritchie's Revolver. Oh shit! I haven't seen that in a minute. I I've seen it once, and I remember hating it, but what? I have no idea. Right, right. I have no idea. Like, I watched it when it first came out. Um, and I decided, you know, it's on HBO. Let me go give it, give it a rewatch. It's a pretty fucking goddamn good movie. Hell yeah. Right? It ain't it's fucking Jason, Jason Statham with hair is weird, but it's a cerebral gangster film. It's, it's, it's super weird, uh, super stylized. It's wholeheartedly guy richie's fucking vision for this movie and it's pretty fucking it's pretty fucking good i don't know why i didn't like it at first i guess because i was so used to lock stock and barrel guy richie and fucking rock and roller guy richie uh him trying something new probably was off-putting for me but with some hindsight no is that yeah, it's, it's, off-putting it's pretty swept good. away was that? I mean, yeah, so I've still never seen Swept Away. Don't. 
I've got no interest in, in watching that. Yeah, don't. The, Madonna only did two movies, in my opinion: Desperately Seeking Susan and uh, Dick Tracy. She's that, okay, three. Uh, who's that girl? Who's that girl? Dick Tracy and Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh, I haven't seen Who's That Girl. Oh man, that is peak eighties, dude. I, I might fucking. Uh, I'm be real with you. I might go watch fucking Dick Tracy. I mean, it's not also, bad. Not for nothing. Vogue is a bop. What the fuck does Vogan have to do with Dick Tracy? Fucking tie-ins, man. Fucking tie-ins. I don't know. All right. So that's it for me. Brandon, what have you been watching? I'm still watching random ass episodes of fucking CSI because I love this show so much. Like going back to the first four seasons and just jumping around and just being like, ooh, this is disgusting. Sometimes I turn them off halfway through. I'm like, yo, it's wild how that show is TVPG and it deals with murder and or rape. (laughs) <laughs> among among other things like I mean, strippers getting abused and murdered uh kids doing joy rides and getting crushed and you see all this fucking violence yeah i mean it, it is vegas you know <laughs> yo that's yo that show that's wild that was a blockbuster show because i'm like re-watching i'm like yo even by today's standards we don't do do go this hardcore like even the new csi doesn't go this hardcore I mean, when did when did the first CSI come out? Like early two thousands, right? Yep. <laughs> Yo, too close to the nineties though. They were still, we had that nineties hangover. They were still wilding out. I had a serial bomber on that shit. Can't All do right. that now. What? Can't do that now. Oh, Can't hell do serial no. Hell bombers. no. Dog, that's what I was saying. Like, yo, rewatching Tenant, dog. I was just like, because I was, I was smacked. I was super smacked, like zooted. I was right, sitting right. there watching it. I was just like. Yo, these niggas really crashed a plane into a building and blew that shit up on some real 9-11 shit. I was just like, yo, 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 that, that is power I want. Nolan be Nolan, man. Yo, I want that power where people are like, oh, you want to do that? All right, here's some money. A real fucking plane. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Law and order and law and order organized crime. Organized crime, man. Yo, Stabler, Stabler just stay on like that precipice of being one one step away from a mental hospital and one step away from being like a halfway decent cop, man. <laughs> I think it's stay breaking the rules and doing shit where I'm just like, damn, nigga, like I mean, that's his that's his that's his fucking story arc i mean like that's he's been doing that since uh the og svu man like stabler is 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 he's a cop you want on your side but you don't want to have you like you don't want him to have a vendetta against you because he'll he's like a pit bull with that shit i'm like damn nigga this that's why they're trying to fire your dumb ass because you keep doing this type of shit uh but yeah Look, organized crime still good. I love the story arc so far. It looks like it's going to be a wild, tight season because, you know, since the strike, it's only going to be 13 episodes. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's going to be a nice, tight arc. You know, Dean Norris is in it as his brother because Ellen Burstyn plays his mother and she's going crazy because she got dementia and she's just losing her fucking mind. So Dean Norris is like, fuck. Like he goes and picks him up from the airport. He's like, what the fuck you bring me out here for, man? I can't take care of myself. You want me to take care of her? God damn it. Last episode, it ends where he's just like, where's Ma? He's like, oh, I called the babysitter. He's like, he's like, I just thought you needed a night off. And he's just like, I don't need a night off. You need a night off. He's like, yeah, I need a night off. God damn it. Here, drink this beer. I need to jump. I need to jump back into that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Organized crime. And then uh, on the OG Law and Order, 
uh, Jeffrey Donovan left. I was like, damn, my man left the show. And they replaced him with Reed Scott. If you ever watched uh, Veep, he was the okay. white guy in Veep. And then he's also uh, the love interest of Michelle Williams in Venom 1 and 2. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, gotcha. I was just like, they replaced him with Reed Scott, but it pisses me off because I'm like, bro, Reed Scott gets top billing over Makad Brooks. I'm like, yo, Makad Brooks has been on this show for like two years now. How the fuck does he not have top billing over somebody who just came on the show? We just meeting this character and everything. Right, right, right. I was right. just like, fucking racist. I, I mean, I'm not surprised. I am. I was pissed, bro. And then they just announced uh, my man's is leaving at the end uh, at the end of this month. Yeah, like a uh, fucking I can't think of uh, Sam Waterston, right? Yeah, Sam Waterston. But I'm just also like, yo, Sam's also like 82, bro. Because her daughter is like, I'm the same age as her daughter, Catherine. Because okay. Catherine, you know, she 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 is uh, a good actress in her own right. Yeah, let's see yeah, how but... old Sam is. Sam is 80. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go enjoy your life, dog. Go enjoy your life. No need for you to be a DA no more. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you did it for 20 years. Go enjoy just, just your get life. Those, just get those residual checks. Yeah, be yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, this shit lives on syndication, bro. That's, that is the dream, dog. That's what you want. After your show airs, you want to go into syndication because that's where you get all your money from. I'd be, I'd be sitting there rolling fucking blunts with fucking dollar bills. I'd laugh so hard. <laughs> like James Cameron lit his cigar with a hundred dollar bill. I'd be using ones. I'd be like, bring, bring me, bring me poor paper. And it'd be oh, $1. Wow. <laughs> All right. Poor paper. All right. I prefer fun coupons, but yeah, like poor, poor paper. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Use that shit as toilet paper. <laughs> All right, uh, that's all for TV. Oh, besides, you know what? Let me get into SNL real quick. Io Adebari. Hers was hit and miss. It was very hit and miss. Uh, the first half, I thought, was really good, and then it nosedived. You see, it was hit or miss for me throughout the entire episode, because one of the best skits was, like, one of the last ones, which was the fucking the bisexual little kid who was possessed. Okay, yeah, all right. That that All right, so... That saved that latter part, but uh, like when you have two game show skits in the same yeah. episode, and the second one was better than the first one. I mean, the first one was pretty good. Uh, the second one, they do that one too much though. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, this was a very black episode. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! That yeah, bisexual so. little boy, I was like, oh, you tell black people wrote this skit. <laughs> <laughs> get, she that, quote, get your magic out of my head. When he, when he starts quoting Corinthians, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, they made a whole skit out of the first time I saw the Doom popcorn bucket. I was like, oh, that is a fleshlight. I was like, that is yeah. not a popcorn bucket. That's a fucking fleshlight. Y'all nasty, ni- y'all nasty niggas out there. And it's, a, it's, it's if like a fleshlight had a baby with a bad dragon. It, 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 it looks like a butthole more than it does a vagina, but you know, the same thing. Yeah. Uh, for most of y'all niggas. Anyways. Yeah, they had a whole skit. That shit was well produced. The shit was hilarious. Love the last line. And I'm going to take it home and fuck it. <laughs> like, uh. see the dude. I, I remember joking. I was like, I was telling jokes on the train. I was like, yo, watch people put extra butter on that shit. They made that same joke. You see homie put the extra butter on that shit and run into the bathroom. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, watch that. That's just going to be worth like five hundred dollars. Oh hell yeah! You know they're already reselling them for a hundred. So get your tickets to go see Dune because they're probably going to sell out of popcorn buckets soon. And once they sell out, they can't sell the rest of them till Dune comes out. So get your tickets for Dune and right, buy a right, popcorn right. bucket. I might buy one and then just bury it. So that way, when it's worth some money, I could just dig it up because uh, I don't play with the devil. That shit's some devil shit. <laughs> that's that's devil shit. That is just an excuse to not feel guilty on buying a flashlight. Like I would rather somebody just buy a flashlight than buy that shit. Uh, uh, so shout out to uh, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, I was sitting there just watching her performance. I I have no big feeling either way. And that motherfucking Red Man came out, and that's when I got hyped. I almost lost my shit. I was like, oh, shit, Red Man. Red Man on SNL? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like she was fine. Yeah, like, you know what you're getting with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, I prefer her as an actress rather than a singer. Yeah, also, half of the beat she ever did was stolen by, like, rap songs earlier. Right. So, so, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to movies uh i rewatched godzilla minus one in black and white uh i like the close-ups and the faces in black and white but as a whole i just prefer to watch a movie in color like the only vert uh black and white versions that have worked for me recently have been logan because you know logan and <laughs> it literally does become it goes from being a western to a noir in black and white just because that's just the movie right, uh, right. and then uh Mad Max Fury Road, I think, is awesome in black and white. But otherwise, like everything they've done recently in black and white, I'm just like, meh. And uh, the only about, reason it looks good is because they went in frame by frame and did color correction. What about Nightmare Alley? How was that? Yeah, yeah. I prefer that. It's a much better movie because I remember watching it in color. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And then watching it again in black and white, I'm like, oh, fuck. This is, yeah, this is a real noir. Right. My bad. I forgot about that. Okay, so three. Because I did not like Parasite in black and white at all i didn't even bother like i don't think anything was gained by doing that in black and white besides ticket sales i was just like bong you he's like i always envisioned the movie in black and white i'm like bong you a lying ass motherfucker (laughs) lie to me like that i like you godzilla minus one i still love the movie i just i will never watch it in black and white again fair all right moving on beverly hills cop 2 i'm gonna sum this movie up with uh three reviews because these three reviews put it much better than I ever could. Here, okay. Here's the first review. This is a messy, mostly perfunctory sequel that is elevated to some sort of weird art by Tony Scott. But also, this is a couple of funny sequences total, totally squandered by a completely disinterested Tony Scott. I want to see the movie where he was making that contained the flashbang high sequence, the one about Bridget Nielsen as this Amazonian thug. I was less interested in the way these little music videos were inter- interrupted by recreations of scenes from the first stretch well, way beyond their limits of cru- uh, credulity. The script is mostly terrible and there's no polishing a turd. But if I can continue to speculate on Mr. Scott's di- disinterest in the basics here, he and his DP didn't even bother adjusting their lights to highlight the black actress's skin tone, causing Murphy's face to often disappear into the shadow. Even if one can argue that this is an intentional look, it's still out of place and clashing with the tone. I imagine Scott saw the actors as just another part of his design as he was doubtless fussing with some shafts of light that needed to go through a fan. 
don't get it twisted. I'm not one of those to get my panties in a bunch over style superseding substance, but this is movie so clearly the primordial ooze from which crawled the toxic abdomens that eventually led to the adventure, the evolutionary dead end known as Bad Boys 2. I knew as soon as Bridget Nielsen showed up that there was going to be an endless series of misogynistic name calling and body shaming. Bingo. And if you need further proof that this movie's misanthropic DNA have about Gilbert's Godfrey screaming bitch into a phone because he thinks his wife got parking tickets. This movie is nasty. Yet I wrote all these words about it. So I guess it's pretty interesting. Wow. Wow. I mean, look, I can't argue. I like, I can't argue, but I still love that fucking movie. Uh, I got, well, you know, I still got, uh, I still got, uh, a couple more reviews. All right, here we go. Second review. The first one was by, by my boy Laird. The second one is by Matt Lynch. One of the most ego driven and differently produced films in the history of the medium and a stunning artifact of its time, both of which are in indicated in its first few minutes by a bridget nielsen b a shot of eddie murphy in a speedo with his production company directly over his dick and c axel foley being totally awesome driving a sixty-seven thousand italian luxury sports car through detroit motor city generally <laughs> generally plotless obnoxious with violence frequently offensive and packed with wildly stupid shit uh stick absolutely nobody would fall for it contains the foundational dna of future masterpiece bad boys 2 i adore this movie <laughs> yeah look uh the fact that he adores this movie it's uh, it's i hope that's not what you got out of that no like no it's and i said this in my review like it's not good but it's fun because this is only my second time watching this. So now I'm going to read my review. And my right. review is just a quote from Eddie Murphy. Okay. From Eddie Murphy himself. Beverly Hills Cop 2 was probably the most successful mediocre picture in history. It made $250 million worldwide, and it was a half-ass movie. Cop 2 was basically a rehash of Cop 1, but it wasn't as spontaneous and funny. A movie that he... Yeah. If that's how he felt... I don't know why that nigga went and made uh the third one where where he hates to this day he's like I fucking hate that movie yeah like I hate that movie I was like nigga like, that's how you felt about two why'd you do three right three is fucking <laughs> dog shit Yo. like three Yo. three makes two look like is like fucking high art Yo if your lead actor is going around and that's what his opinion on his own movie is yo you why would you make not, a third one yeah. As a studio executive, I'd read this and I'd be like, all right, you know what? That's it then. We don't need to continue this franchise. Like, this franchise is done. Right. <laughs> uh, look, I'm not going to argue any of those points because they're all valid points and correct, but I still love the fuck out of uh, Beverly Hills Cop, just like I love the fuck out of Bad Boys 2. Uh, yeah, I love Bad Boys 2, too. And that, that movie is awful and disgusting. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. The movie opens with them infiltrating a clan rally. Right. Which, which yeah. is wild on so many levels. A clan alley looking for a very 2000s drug. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. 
It's amazingly uh, bad. It's, uh, Michael, it's Michael Bay. If you, if you can't... You, you, uh, Michael Bay. I mean, yeah, these are both Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, Don Simpson Productions. Goddamn, Eddie Murphy calls Bridget Nielsen a bitch so much. Like, I even I'm like, nigga, like, calm down. Like, every time she walks into the room, he goes, oh, there's that big bitch. Oh, there's Bigfoot bitch over there. Oh, man, this this Bigfoot, this tall-ass bitch again? Damn, I mean, this fucking was... Bigfoot-ass bitch. I'm just like, damn, nigga, like, we get it. We get it. We, we get it. It's like, you don't like her. We get it. All right, it's fine. That's the one. Also, I hate to bring this up again, but I'm going to bring it up again. That's one of the reasons why I like Tenet. Because they just let Elizabeth Debicki be tall. Right. It's just like, yo, she's just tall. And that's just how it is. She's she's a tall, hot woman. And I was like, yeah, because I jump right in her arms and let her carry me off. I'm, so, I'm fucking on some uh, fucking She-Hulk shit. Yeah, hell like, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd be like, yo, you pick me up, baby. Yo, Elizabeth Debicki, if you listen to this, yo, yo slide into my DMs quickly. <laughs> shit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, damn, bro. All right, so Beverly Hills Cop too. <laughs> all right, uh, on the Criterion Channel, they put up all of Jonathan Glazer's movies. So I rewatch Birth, and Birth is clearly where he became a filmmaker because that's his style. Like his style has held over from it starts in Birth, then goes to Under the Skin to uh zona interest because uh sexy beast feel, feels like an entirely different filmmaker that is a conventional ass movie and all of the movies he's made since then have not they they are difficult movies to watch for various reasons i i remember why i watched this once and never watched it again it's like the end of this and the reveal of this movie just made me angry i'm just like i it, you guys put evidence visual evidence throughout the movie that it was this thing and now the, you're trying to tell me it wasn't. I was like, mm. then then you can't put clues in there throughout the whole movie like that, right? Because there's no way this little nigga. Well, I don't want to spoil, but there's, there's just no way you could recreate details. Yeah, uh, I have never seen Birth, uh, but that that review uh, really doesn't. I don't know, man. People re reevaluating and give it a shot. Give it a shot. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and then I rewatched uh, Under the Skin. Yeah, I still love that fucking movie. Honestly, I think that might be my favorite Jonathan Glazer movie, Under the Skin, because that shit is just wild. That movie's wild on so many levels. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Uh, moving on, I rewatched Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, get the four K Blu Ray. That shit is amazing, and, I, and play that shit loud as fuck because that Dolby Atmos track is wild. Shit, I'm uh, after Tokyo Vice. I might watch that shit again. Man, how are you going to take your nap, man? I don't know. Man. I'll just sleep in. I'll sleep in. Then I watched, finally, Claire Denis on HBO Max, uh, High Life. I like Claire Denis. She's made 35 Shots of Rum, good movie, uh, and then a masterpiece with uh, Beau Travel. Uh, Beau Travel is a movie that's been frequently cited as an influence from many filmmakers, there's a whole Adventures in Movie Going channel with Greta Gerwig this month. Bo Travel is one of her picks. Okay. Like, Bo Travel is just an amazing movie. Uh, I, I'm actually going to rewatch that for next episode. But High Life, 2018's High Life, starring uh, Robert Pattinson, Mia Goth, and Julia Bonacek. Uh, disgusting. This is a disgusting ass movie. Andre, Andre 3000 is in it as well. Uh, it's about a bunch of prisoners who are on a ship. 
it's a one way mission because they got to get information into a black hole. And in this movie, you go into a black hole, you become you die. And it's because uh-huh. of the string, uh, the pull apart theory. There's a whole pull apart theory where they think if you enter a black hole, you'll be pulled apart like spaghetti. I think I saw High Life and scrubbed it from my memory. It, it is. This is a disgusting movie on many levels for so many reasons. It is. This is, is one the, of the most unpleasant movies I've ever watched. Is that the one where like there's a little kid? Yeah. Like the, yeah yeah okay yeah. Uh, yeah to- totally scrubbed that from my memory. Great cinematography, great direction, great performances, but it's just literally a disgusting movie just from, I'm just like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Good movie. Just uh, never watch it again. And then because after High Life, I was just like, I was just so bored and couldn't go to sleep. I watched Five Night at Freddy's. Yeah. uh, I'm sorry. It's not your fault. The fact that this made... $300 $300 million or let, let me Google how much money this fucking was movie it, made. Was it that yeah, much? Yeah, look, oh, the Jesus fact that it, it made that much money, like, all, I don't care if this is based off of a, a, a property or not. Y'all should be fucking ashamed of yourselves, like, from top to bottom, all y'all motherfuckers. This is, this is just a fucking dumb, like, yeah, it made, worldwide has made $294 million. Fuck. Y'all should be a fucking shamed of yourselves out. Y'all gave this shit money. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. Like, yo, I feel bad for you, Josh Hutcherson. I mean, I won't I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for him at all. Like, cause uh, you know, he's probably on as producer on the second one. Yeah, apparently Matthew Little Lillard's coming back too. Cool. Which don't make no fucking sense. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everybody in this movie fucking sucks as a character too. Like the only character who was good in this was the little girl. Right, right. I like. I told you, I fell asleep three times watching it. Yo, listen, I understand. It's an ugly ass movie too. It felt like uh, the director was like, "I'm gonna try," and then gave up because the DP's like, "Yo, listen, I'm just here to get paid. I don't give a fuck. Just put some lights here, put some lights there. Come on, let's go get a sandwich from Craft Services." I mean, pretty much. You described the everyday on that movie. The the girl, the blonde girl from you, who was the cop. She was she was she was overselling her role a little bit. I'm like, yo, you need to calm fuck down because this is some uh, this is some uh, cheese, some ham and cheese right here. Like even Josh Hutcherson's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm just here to get paid, nigga. Like you could tell. Like he had that right, look right. on his face. Like, yeah, I'm just here. That little girl, like, you, you know, she wants to be a star because she sold the fuck out of her role. It's it's it's. <laughs> fucking amazing that the child actor is the best actor <laughs> in the fucking movie that tells you everything you need to know about five nights at freddy's oh all right let's get into trailer talk roll camera and action it's time for some trailer talk all right what we want to start with start with a quiet place day one fucking amazing like I, I was looking forward to the movie before, but now seeing the visuals, it looks terrifying. I think it's wild how this started off as a very small independent horror film released by a big studio, and now we're at a prequel that looks like it has ten times the budget of the original. That's wild, right? Probably going to be as it's going to be as intimate as the as the first two. Oh know? yeah, because you know Lupita don't sign up for some bullshit. This is going to be the movie uh the, the horror movie of the year yo and diamond hunsu's back too i was like good yeah 
good. Shouldn't have killed him off anyway. Right, because they did him dirty in number two. Mm-hmm. Michael Sinorski's second movie, and it looks crazy. That he, I was like, damn, this is his second movie. Like, he went from pig to this, and it looks insane. I was like, that's... That is a giant leap, man. That's, that's I was just some, like, that's a Superman leap, man. Yeah, like, man. Like he, I was just like, Jesus, because you know, most filmmakers are like, eh, that's a little too daunting. Let me do something midsize. And this nigga went from, let me go from like a very tiny movie to like an epic blockbuster right away. And it, like, I, it has I, I his wa- stamp on it. It lo- I, at least it, from the trailer, it looks too. I wonder what his pitch was. Like how did like how do they even approach? think to approach him for this. I don't know, man. I don't... Well, it was originally Jeff Nichols, and then Jeff Nichols left because he had creative differences, and then they brought him on. And if you think, him and Jeff Nichols have the same type of flavor, you know what I mean? Like, Pig could be a Jeff Nichols movie. But it's just wild. I was just like, that's wild that even Jeff Nichols is staying, like, medium size, you know? Because the Bike Riders looks like a mid-budget movie. Right, right. So it's wild that he's now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's that one blood. shot where it's just tilting down and you just see all the motherfuckers jump off the skyscraper into the atrium. And it's just a tilt down. I'm like, that's an epic ass shot. Uh, like this, he's living the indie dream, man. Living this the is, indie I, dream. Yo, you, you, know, you, you know this franchise leveled up when the prequel is bigger than the main series. Like the spinoff right. is bigger than the fucking main one. I was like, if this is part three, uh, part uh, if this is the prequel, that means part three. Like John Krasinski is gonna have to go hard, like super hard. I mean, it, does does he have a script for three yet or no? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is Emily said he he they, he's working on it and he's always oh. envisioned it. He's, she's like, there's it exists right now in some form in one way or the other. It's, right. it's his next movie after if, but like I said, he's gonna have a good summer because. If and this come out in the span of a month, and I'm just like, damn, that's some fucking power for your ass. Fucking Jim Helper. Yeah, fucking who knew? For you. Who, who knew? knew? All right, uh, let's move on to our next trailer. Let's do We Grown Now. Let's get the small one out the way. Uh, it looks fucking beautiful. Yeah. Uh, like, I, it looks like the movie, the movies we should be getting out of black cinema. More of this. More elegantly, beautifully shot, well acted. It's PG ass movies, which yeah. is because usually movies like this, it's rated R and uh, find out this movie's PG. I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Right. Because because it's all about those two kids. You know, it's it's I don't want to say it's like it, it, it may it be the definitive black childhood movie. We'll see. It we'll looks see. it looks it looks that good. Yeah, it does look amazing. All right. Moving on. Let's do uh, back to black. Another biopic. Uh, I hope it's good, but I don't know because Sam Taylor Johnson hasn't made a movie I like. It looks absolutely uh, standard. To yeah, me. like it looks. Homegirl from industry does look like she's gonna kill it as Amy Winehouse, but like that's the only positive I have to say. If you if you like Amy Winehouse, you're either gonna love this movie or you're gonna hate it. Like look, there's no in between. Look. She put out two amazing albums and then left us too early. But like, right? I don't know because I'm looking at this. I'm like, eh. all right. Well, you know, it's, it's we, looking at this movie is like, yeah, it's, uh, it was going to happen eventually. You know, it's bad when the Bob Marley movie looked uh, at least comparing for trailers. It looked more dynamic than this did. Right. And Amy Winehouse is more recent. Yeah. So like this, this looks like, okay, looking at this, I'm like, well, it was going to happen eventually. Right. We're going to make a movie eventually. Right. Right. 
Sam Taylor Johnson, she's one how I'm just like, how you keep working? <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on, let's get into Ricky Stanicki. It looks hilarious. <laughs> Fucking, I'm here for John Cena. I'm always here for John Cena. That seems like some shit we pulled though. I mean, 100%. 100%. Like, I I know fucking 15 motherfuckers with variants of Ricky Ricky Stanicki Stanicki. out out there. Just fucking, oh no, Dave got shot. I gotta go. Uh, So, yeah, it looks looks, looks hilarious. And the script's been on the blacklist for like, what, 15 years? I don't trust the blacklist, though. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, this is this this idea has been kicking around for a while. Uh, this is a Farley Brothers, right? Or uh, no, just Peter? I'm not sure if it's both. I think it's just Peter. But yeah, yeah. It, this is an Amazon movie, so even if it sucks, you know, I'm just gonna be this like, well, the, you know, right? Yeah. I never about streaming comedies. I never really get too mad unless it's like the Man from Toronto level bad, and that's very rare. It the right. movie's that bad. And I was surprised by Vacation Friends, so I might be surprised by this. Right. So, Ricky Stanicki, March 15th. So, yeah, right around the corner. Moving on, let's do Roadhouse, our last one, Roadhouse. Uh, I I can see why Doug Lyman and Jake Gyllenhaal are pissed. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, I would want to see this on a big screen. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big screen movie. And like uh, I said a couple of weeks ago, like I, I re I like for the first time I watched Roadhouse, and I get why people like love Roadhouse. And watching this trailer, I was excited for what Doug Lyman was doing. It literally it doesn't look like a remake more than it does like an updated version. You know right. what I mean? They changed just enough, but kept it to the original. Where I was just like, I get it. Like I yeah. get it because you know, I mean, the first one is dated, bro. Like, not, oh, 100%. You know, in, in good and bad ways. So, like, I get why they they did a new one. And it's not like Doug Lyman, some piece of shit. Like, homie, homie has some joints under his belt. Like he like he directed my one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. So yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, come on, yeah. Born Identity still fucking slaps. Like, yeah. Come on, man. Even like, like his first movie, Go. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I fuck with that movie hard. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, no. No, that wasn't his first movie. His first movie was Swingers. Okay. So, yeah. But right. Go, but like, I fuck with hard. Go is... Yeah, go was great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right? yeah. See? Yo, I, I... Listen, there's nothing worse you can tell a filmmaker than, like, hey, you're greenlit for a movie, and then you finish it, and they're like, all right, so it's going to streaming. Like, yeah. 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 If, if you want to kill relationships fast, pull that shit. Yeah, no, this is a, this is a big, big movie. It and, feels and, big. And I'm like, at at a certain point to Amazon, I'm like, what do y'all have to lose? Like, y'all put salt burn in theaters. Like, y'all have nothing to lose. Right. Like, like this, this motherfucker this is gonna, will make money. 100% is going to make money. Like, just like, uh, what was that, uh, the fucking actioneer, the, uh, the day, the day after tomorrow. What was it? The fucking oh, the tomorrow, tomorrow war. war. Yeah, that would have yeah. made money the, too. The, right. That's it. Was okay as a movie, but I would have enjoyed it more watching it on a big screen. Here's my thing too. You still got to promote this motherfucker, so you're right. gonna lose money on promotion. So what does it matter if the movie gets in the theaters and makes forty, thirty million dollars? That's thirty, forty million dollars you ain't gonna get. Right. Otherwise, right. like, like you're not losing. You're not losing at all. I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. And it's already scarce out there. Yeah. You're trying to tell me y'all shoving this to stream. Uh, okay, whatever. Fucking. Yo, this is why we all hated it when Amazon bought MGM. We we're like, no, th- no, fuck no. And now and now you, 
Now y'all now see they're, why. They're, they're, right, they're proving, they're proving it. Yeah. They're proving it. All right, let's get into our main review. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. The Film Blurts Feature Film Review. All right, so I'm going to review, just do a real quick review of Lisa Frankenstein, and I, I feel like Jeff's going to like this better, so Jeff will give a probably a more thorough and better review next episode. Uh, yeah, man, uh, I thought it it looked okay, right? I wasn't excited right. for it. I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be a piece of shit. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, very entertaining. Much better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, finally found the perfect role for Catherine Newton because she has dead eyes, so it just works <laughs> with the characters anyway. Uh, uh, shout out to Cole Sprouse, he's doing a lot because you know, Frankenstein's monster is a thankless role. Like, let's be right. real, like, that's just a thankless role. Just uh, you, you grow, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. Right. Uh, he does a lot with, with the role, and I and it's good, like, it's it's endearing. And I like the character's arc, I, for, uh, I forget what her name is. Uh, but Catherine Newton, I like her character's arc a lot. Uh, her sister, her stepsister Taffy, Liza, that girl Liza, she's going to eat off this movie. I was like, oh, she is a star, holy shit, and she is beautiful, beautiful F- Filipino American woman, holy shit. Like Jeff, Google, uh, Google, Google real quick what she looks like. Liza, just Liza type in what? Liza Lisa Frankenstein. And just Google that and pictures of her will pop up. But yeah, the movie, like my only problem with it is the Diablo codiness of it all gets to be a bit too much. Like she it she is the female Josh Whedon, where you're just like, you know, calm down. Like, calm down. We don't need to be reminded like we're watching your movie. But you know, the the thing about it is it nails its tone perfectly and it runs with it. And I think also, um, Zelda Williams is going to grow into a great filmmaker. Like it, for for a first feature, this was really fucking well made. Okay, I'll take it. So did you Google? Yeah, yeah. No, no. She's uh, she's 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 quite uh easy on the eyes. Yeah, I told you, I told you she gonna she gonna blow up because I saw her. I was like, damn, not only are you good looking, but like you you kind of stole this movie. So like, uh... all right, she she's. Every year, like every so every few years, we get a, a Margot Robbie type, and she's a Margot Robbie type. You know what I mean? So, all right, fair, fair, yeah. But I'll I'll, I'll watch it over the weekend, and I'll uh, I'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's move on to uh, Bob Marley, One Love. I um, liked it, man. Yeah, like, uh, and I've said this before. I don't like music biopics just because they don't really get to the like the nitty gritty of what makes the person the person right the like disgusting they, shit right like the 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 fucking evil that's inside everybody so like i i, I was not expecting much but i like this film as biopics go i liked what they did as in they only concentrate on a portion of his life right like a four-year span yeah thankfully and I right. feel like the focus of the movie should have been more on the Civil War of Jamaica rather than like just it felt sporadic, just sporadic events rather than a through line. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I mean, so pretty much it's 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 half the movie is about 
this Unity concert, and half the movie is about him making Exodus. Right. And Exodus um, is like, yo, listen, it's, it's a banger for a reason. Like, every song right. on there fucking slaps. Yeah, and I would have preferred this if it, like you said, either concentrated on the Civil War, right? Or the like the two warring factions, or it was exclusively on Exodus. Right, right, yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, like I said this last night, I'm saying now on the show, I don't like the title cards. There's enough in the movie that we don't have to be force fed this shit. Like you have a whole you have them sitting there watching TV and giving off the overall uh, conflict of what's going on and why it's going on. Right. Right. The title cards. Uh, Both at the end and the beginning. Yeah. Like I didn't need to know that he died when he was 36. Just just in the movie. Like, yeah, exactly. The cancer. Like, that's all you needed. Uh. It it does fall into the biopic trappings a lot, and that's pre- pretty much what holds it back. Otherwise, like this is like this is it's a good movie, like real good movie. Yeah, I don't I mean, think you're, you're gonna Bo- get anything this good until Dune. Be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a Bob Marley fan, you're really like you're really gonna like this movie. They did him well. The Jamaican ex- accents are heavy. Yes, like thick. like the, they're real, real, real thick. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't. Like the faults I I have with the movie don't take away from my enjoyment of the film. Right. I'm gonna be yeah. real with you. I was feeling I was feeling real niggerish last night because I was like, yo, I was fucking, I was flying through Smack City like suited. <laughs> so like when they started performing Exodus or One Love or Jamming, yo, nigga, I was tempted to get up and start dancing. I, I saw you. I saw your legs. I saw your legs moving. Yeah, nigga, like, I saw, yo, I saw I was, you swaying. I was, I was gonna get up. Yo, fucking, what also threw me off a little bit at the beginning is th- there's this couple that decide to come late and the dude got pissed because my bag was in his, was in a seat. It was like, you came fucking late. He wasn't even like five minutes late, it was 10 like minutes late. 15, he was fucking t- 20, 15, 20 minutes late. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, oh, really? I'm like, nigga, bro, we are like into this movie now. Like he okay. was, he was, uh, I think he'd been shot already. That's how late this nigga was in the movie bless you but like i'm just like yo look man get here get here on time like everybody else right right because i got pissed because the lady had her bags in one seat and i had my bags in one seat and it's just like you know she moved her shit like i don't know why you you don't i don't need anybody sitting directly next to me either and there were plenty of other seats that were open in the theater yeah relax like i don't know why you had to sit directly next to me when she moved her bags and there's still a right. space between her and you. Yeah, it's, it's fucking movie etiquette. Yeah. Uh, so like that that threw you off. The dude who came late, who stood up and sat down like three rows ahead of me, it took me out of it too. <laughs> there was a whole teenage group that walked in just as the movie started. That shit was distracting. It was like 20, 20, 20 of them little niggas. Yeah. So besides the distractions, it was a good movie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, look, uh, I want to say shout out to Kingsley Ben Adir. Killed it as Bob Marley. It was it was a good performance. But like, really, again, I say this. I said this before. I'll say it again. Like, yo, Lasana Lynch, she's a star. We gotta just put her in more shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and a lot of these movies, uh, musical like uh, music biopics, you can tell that the actor isn't really singing right right um it's just a little off it didn't feel like that watching this yeah 
it felt like he was actually singing, yeah. which is, you know. I mean, homie, homie's having a run, right? He did Bridgerton, which I've never seen, but that's what he blew up off of. Right. Uh, he was in Dungeons and Dragons, and now he now he's Bob Marley. Yeah, so like this is this is I don't know if this is star making, but like it's it's definitely not a setback. You know, uh, it's not Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, you you have to work overtime to be that bad, right. uh, and it ain't Argyle either. Yeah, he's goddamn right, it ain't Argyle. Uh, also loved that it was under two hours like it was an hour and 40 minutes and that's that and people liked it so much they stayed like usually people who get up and run out of the screening i know which one y'all are because i do it so i i see y'all right. leaving one one and i leave uh they stayed and watched the credits so right. that's, I think and you that's know you, you know there's not move. and you know there's not gonna be a post-credit scene oh no you know? so they're, like, they're actually so, sitting there right it's just jammed to the music which is cool but yeah man i i got no complaints uh this had to be good. So Ren- shout out to Ronaldo Green. Uh, he did um, Monsters of M- Monsters and Men with John David and uh, what's my man's name in the Heights, dude? Anthony. Oh, uh, fuck. Anthony Ramos. Oh, right, 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 right. So he he did that. He did King Richard, which got uh, Will Smith the Oscar. You know what I mean? So he's having a nice little run because yeah. this is not a bad movie. Like this is probably going to get him some more jobs. If he's not already, because, you know, this was probably already in the in the books by the time King Richard started getting the shit it did. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's like it's of, of all the movies of the movies that have come out in 2024 so far. This is one oh, yeah. of the best. Yeah, this is the best so. one till, uh, like I said, this is the best one till uh, Dune drops. And who would have thought Paramount would rise from the dead with this and Mean, Gr- uh, mean Girls? Because Mean Girls was supposed to go to streaming. Good thing they didn't. Well, see, he's fucking streaming should be the second choice, not the first choice. Yeah, because y'all, y'all made y'all made some nice change off that Mean Girls musical. Now y'all, now this is for box office pundits have predicted that this will have a better six day opening than Madam Web. Like this shit will actually be profitable for Paramount. And I'm like, damn. So Paramount right now is really, really Paramount and Universal. They're the kings of making mid budget movies pop. I mean, we need more mid-budget movies, so like, look, keep keep it keep it going. Yeah, dog. Yeah, I, it's nice. It's nice to see something where you're just like, damn, that didn't cost too much, but it also wasn't cheap. Right. Yeah, because yo, this should not have better CGI. A movie that Argyle? has like more than a third of the budget. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like mean, the budget of this movie would be craft services on one of the other ones, where I'm just like, where'd the money go, dog? I ba- I barely like. I I would be pressed to actually ice like identify any of the CGI that was used in this. Just a couple of parts and the couple of parts where you could tell you're just like, oh, well, that's not bad. That's right, not bad. Right. You know what I mean? And it, yeah, we seen some bad shit. Um, also, you could tell the person who was doing the wigs and the hair, they're black because the way the hair was matted, like their dreads were matted. I was just like, oh, that's how my dreads get once they're like a month old. And I need to get them retwisted. I was like, yo, somebody black worked on this fucking movie. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like you said, it couldn't fail. Like, there's too much. It couldn't be bad. There's there's too much history, too big a fan base. Uh, yeah, because Bob uh, yeah. Marley. Look, everybody knows who the nigga is. Like, Bob Marley, like, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, come on. Like. Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're in a mood to go to a movie this weekend, fucking go f- 
fucking see one love. Yeah, we'll see it in Dolby. Cause uh yeah. that sound, that sound be hitting, especially whoever is bass, whoever plays bass in the whalers, shout out to them because that bass be hitting, be hitting hard. God damn. Yeah. Bass yeah, guitar so, is not supposed to hit your subwoofer that hard. Yeah, so like that's 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 all I gotta say. I got nothing else. Yeah, shout out to the harmonies. Also, yo, listen, it does show the more salacious side of uh Bob Marley. I'm still on his side. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I was like the entire movie. Like when he's when he started gaslighting his wife, I'm like, yeah, I'm still on your side. Fuck it. <laughs> when he started beating the shit out of his manager, I was like, yeah, I'm still on your side. And like, and here's the thing: like, you didn't need him beating the fuck out of his manager, but I'm glad it was in there. No, no, you did, you did. You know, you, you did need to show the paranoia building up. Uh, also, you, sure. that's another thing I love about this movie: this movie don't shy away from nigga shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, there's there's moments of real nigga shit in here. Like, yo, what? the flashback where they went to the studio. I was like, damn, dog, that's how Jamaica <laughs> rolls. I need to move to Jamaica because it'd be easy for me. <laughs> I was like, damn, see, this is why I I wish I was alive during this this part of Jamaica, because I could have went in easily, killed those two warlord. white dudes, and then be a dictator. I mean, I can see that. I can see that. Because the Civil War started because these two white dudes. Two white dudes, like, right. Oh, yeah, of course, fucking colonizers. I was like, if we're going to have colonizers, we, they got to be black colonizers. They're, they're, they, were, they were the last two holdouts from the British rule. Like, yeah. the last two fucking white people in yeah. Jamaica. Yeah, I, I, this is why, yo, if I had a time machine, I'd travel back in time, kill them, and then take over as dictator. I mean, look, follow your dreams, man. Follow your fucking dreams. Let's, 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 we got, we got to have someone out there who's working on some time travel fucking shit. The capital of Jamaica would be a giant Rastafarian temple. And that's how I pacify Jamaica. All right, well, you <laughs> pull, uh, political, uh, fucking careers have been built on less. Yo, I flood the streets with red striping and fucking trees. And that's how I how pacify Jamaica. And that's, that's how you win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you rum. Win. I forgot. You gotta flood the streets with rum and red striping and trees. That is how you fucking win. <laughs> All right, and that is episode 109. We're the Film Blurs. I'm Brandon Nord, and I'm the motherfucking protagonist. I'm the protagonist. I'm Jeff Stewart, a.k.a. He Who Remains. Don't come at us. It's just fucking movies. You've been listening to the Film Blurs Podcast. Man, I just love what you guys do, man. I never miss an episode. It's the best. It's my favorite podcast. Follow Jeff on IG on MindFireXL and Brandon on Twitter at BJN Tweets. 